everyone out there in internet land. This is Culture Lust, the podcast where we take a random movie off of Netflix. Hope it doesn't suck. My name is Chris. I'm your host for the day. Join, as always, my brother Scott. What's going on, everybody? My buddy James. Hey, what's going on? And my buddy Jones. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Today, we are discussing and reviewing The Poltergeist of Borley Forest, also known as American Poltergeist 2, and You Will Love Me. Now, this movie's titles are far more interesting than the movie itself. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't know that You Will Love Me was another title for it? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my. All right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that just caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, most interesting about this movie. So as Internet Movie Database says about this movie... After visiting a supposedly haunted forest, a teen girl comes to believe that a violent post poltergeist followed her home and is. And that's about all there is to say about this movie. So going into this movie, had anybody else? Uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Have you heard of this movie before? Seen this movie before? Have you seen what is allegedly the original American Poltergeist one? You know, did anyone have any prior knowledge of the film? First, pick, when we first picked the film, what were your expectations when the the movie was selected? So I, I did not have any prior knowledge whatsoever of this film. Um, actually, when I when I sat down to watch it, uh, I watched it with my son, and he looked over and he goes, "Why are we Why are we watching part two? We didn't even watch part one." And I'm just like, "Hey, that's how the culture lust crumbles." Hip, 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 hip. I didn't really say that, but. You know, I explained to him how the podcast worked and all that stuff. But um, so, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Um, I thought when I first started watching this, uh, fired this movie up, I thought it was going to be a bad, bad movie where one where I wasn't entertained whatsoever. Uh, And that wasn't the case. I was entertained throughout the majority of the movie, probably not in the way that uh, the people that made it wanted me to be entertained <laughs> but i was entertained so i kind of did the same thing as uh your son brendan i was like wait this is the second one what's the first one so i at least wanted to read up on the first one to see if there was any kind of continuity whatsoever turns out that american poltergeist came out in 2015 <clears throat> american poltergeist 2 came out in 2013 no idea how that even works they're not related yeah. whatsoever I feel like they just threw a random number on the end of this. Um, maybe it was like a generic assigned movie title from like Xbox Live or something. You know, they always throw numbers on the right, end of your right. gamer tag. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Triple I, X American. Yeah, like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so when I found that there was no correlation or connection or whatsoever, I was just like, all right, well, I guess we're doing this. It's random and it has nothing to go off of. So, yeah. And Jones, how about you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, you were you, I think you were going to start to say it, Chris, but um well, first of all, I yeah, I never heard of Poltergeist, American Poltergeist 1, never heard of this one, knew nothing of what to expect. Um but what's funny is uh, you read a little bit about this movie and like you said, it, it has three titles to it. Um originally, um it was called You Will Love Me. And it started as um, a Kickstarter, and it's still up. You or you can you can look it up. 
Can we take uh, money from the Kickstarter? <laughs> <as> retribution? <laughs> retribution. To pay us to watch the movie, right? But So, first of all, it was on there once, and it failed to hit the goal. I don't remember what the goal was. Um, but And then they put it back on again, and they cut it in half. They cut the goal in half, uh, and they hit that. But it was like $1,400. That makes sense. And that's all they... Wow. That's all they that, so, that was literally the only thing I could find that was the budget of this film was $1,400. <laughs> And it shows, but um, so you didn't find anything about like how much money it made, if it made any at all. No, so more to come on all that. But so basically, this was a movie like you see a lot on Netflix. That this is a movie that um, is just kind of slapped on there. It it won like a couple film festival things. Where like, little what weird, film festival uh, would give this award? Probably some high school one. Do they have like a Special Olympics version of film right. festivals? Ooh, totally. Ooh. Isn't that cans? That's um, I'm not going to condone that. So <laughs> cans. <laughs> but basically, as as I'm concerned, yes. these kind of movie these kind of movies fascinate me though because I mean, first of all, we're not going to talk about how good this movie was. Speak for like, yourself, because th- there's there's nothing really to talk about. <laughs> um, but it did have a it had a couple moments that I didn't right. hate. Right. And that kind of worked for me, um, but uh, at watching this movie, uh, I'm really expired as a no budget filmmaker because if a movie like this can make money, can make it to Netflix, right. then I could probably do it too. And um, bro, I got a Gro- yeah, GoPro. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> you got a Grope Pro. <laughs> so on that, hey, on that, I'm not. I'm not going to try to. <laughs> I'm not going to try to monopolize here, but this movie was shot on uh, a Lumix, a Panasonic Lumix GH2, which came out the year the movie came out. Really? I thought it was shot on an iPhone. No, it was shot on a Panasonic, and at the time, that was a pretty decent DSLR, but it's a DSLR, not a cinema camera, and it shows definitely, but sorry, I've taken up too much time, but See? yeah, this movie... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's well. Real quick on the technical stuff, since you're kind of talking about that, I'm curious: is the did they use the onboard microphone for that camera? Because oh. the audio <laughs> yes. quality in this movie was so yeah. ridiculous. We'll oh, we will get. To yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sure we all have stuff to say about the that. negatives. Uh, see, the thing is, going into this movie, I and I will admit something to my fel- fellow culture lusters: I have seen a. Let me guess. You were excited. No, no. I have seen American Poltergeist. <laughs> I actually saw the what was of supposed this. to be the first one. Uh, so, the one that actually has yeah, nothing to do exactly. with it. Yeah, exactly. And came out yes. two years okay. that, after yeah, that the one. fact. Surprise, surprise. I've seen a shitty horror movie. Um, so I was at least curious more than anything else because again i had no idea that there was a sequel that a alleged sequel that had been made and after having seen american poltergeist one i wondered why would anyone actually make a sequel like just it boggled my mind that a second one would come out so so i was more curious than anything else and after Finding out that this movie had literally nothing to do with the quote unquote original, uh, I sort of lost interest. But I 
don't think I'm alone in that one. So in this movie, it begins and it starts going and it starts rolling <laughs> and starts doing its thing. I want to know first 10 minutes of this movie. What was your first impression? Uh, yeah, and I want to hear a little bit more from from you, Jones, because you are the technical, well, the the resident technical expert of of our our little group here. Yeah. Enthusiast. So, when this movie started, and you first saw, you know, like the opening credits and how it was shot and filmed, and and the 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 lovely lovely sound. Uh, what was your first impression as you were watching this movie? I'm so glad you started. With me. So. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I noticed was, first of all, a fake southern accent of this girl sitting on a swing saying, are you looking for my daddy? Oh, and that then, girl was 30. Right, but it's supposed <laughs> to be a little girl. And then it's I, like, I looked her not. up, actually. She's at, 21 right now. She's at the time or now? now. So Same she was pretty young now. then. Now. So 2013. Close enough. So, uh, but yeah, and then she goes on to say, Without any punctuation or inflection, he's not here. What's wrong with you? And then like zero, zero acting skills, nothing. Right off the bat, um, I see uh, a cheap lens because when you when you buy these DSLRs, they come with a kit lens. It looks like they purchased a lens because it has this very shallow like depth so, of field. The background is really blurry. Not and so, not to interrupt real quick. I as I up? interrupt. But that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I know. I apologize. I apologize. But for the layperson, what is a DSLR? Or? A digital SLR. So a camera um, that takes really high quality pictures. But now DSLRs are like the common um, short film, like uh, indie filmmakers go to cheap camera and it shoots video. Because okay. I've like never heard that term so gotcha. i have no, no, no idea yeah. what so, you're talking about so no that's i immediately knew what lens they were using i immediately knew that they're using a dslr that's what prompted me to look it up and the background you couldn't even see so my guess was in someone's backyard and they're just kind of like trying to blur it so you can't see it <clears throat> and then um uh, to go a little further into that, the girl gets dragged. I'm sure you guys have a little more to say about this, but she gets dragged through this like field and there's like this looping audio at a certain point where it says, please someone help me. So at, at the, the first couple things she says is normal, but it just keeps rep like repeating, please someone help me, please someone help me. It was very obvious. And then she gets dragged into a field that again, it just looks like someone's backyard because if you could tell in the background, it looks like they just cut out whatever was in the background and they slapped like a picture of trees. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but it was very, very poorly done. And right then I knew that this was going to be a really bad movie. <laughs> how about how about you, James? What did you get out of the first like five minutes of this film? Did it grab you and bring you in and draw you into this riveting tale that it was telling? Um, so. I oh gosh, so I'm I'm not as technical as Jones here, but I could definitely I got that feeling just from the the quality of the picture that I was seeing that I was being presented with. That when seeing that's fine though because you you notice it. Oh, I noticed it right away. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be garbage. 
you know like i've watched plenty of movies and i've even watched some low budget ones and this doesn't even hold a candle to like the low budget ones that i've seen mm-hmm. and um just like you were saying through the scene where she's being dragged i noticed the looping audio but the biggest thing that bothered me in that scene is when she finally comes to rest just before she dies she adjusts her skirt because it was starting to like fall down a little bit and i'm just like you're about to be murdered lady i don't think you care about your skirt at this point so the acting you could just tell that she was like the actress couldn't even like stay in character for 12 seconds to finish the scene she had to fix her skirt and right then at that moment i was like this is going to be a terrible terrible movie so I, i braced myself See, and just started writing. Me, when I saw it, <laughs> I grabbed a drink and a bunch of popcorn and was like, I'm in for a good old time. Because I love these crappy, terrible, horrible movies because I get to sit and I get to laugh at them. And I get to think, you know, what were the filmmakers thinking? Like, when they sat down and they started doing the post-production and they listened to the sound in half of these scenes... Especially, you know, even in the beginning, the looping, the same soundbite. Who in their right mind said, this is good. This is good. We'll go with that. That works. You know, so I was I was stoked. I was drawn in from the very beginning because I knew this was going to be just a big old ball of horrible. And I was going to love it. How about you, Scott? Uh, I will have to agree with uh, 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 what all of you said, essentially. Um, when the movie first started, I, I looked at this air quotes little girl and she opened her mouth and i was like this is bad this is just ass right off the bat i still don't care what anyone says that chick is 30 um (laughs) yeah and i did i prompted so and then i uh the little scene where she was running away from him and and i saw uh, the form of a woman and not a little girl and i was like wait a minute and i and i checked and um she is actually 21 at least now she's 21 but in all fairness for the movie, um, I think later they mentioned that she was 16, I think. I don't know why. Uh, they, perhaps. They, I didn't pay attention yeah. to the detail. I I don't know why they would want to have, a, a, even in the 50s, somebody who's 16 dressed like they're six. But either way, the the whole movie. They thought that much about it. Or the whole, yeah, exactly. The whole introduction, I realized something that I enjoy garbage movies, okay? But they had to be total garbage, right? Like Dead Silence, that was just mostly garbage. It wasn't bad enough <laughs> to be entertaining. This was so comical. I, I remember making things like this with my dad's camera, his old camcorder that recorded on VHS with my brother and sister. Too. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap, this this is a this is a like something done by little kids it has to be i'm i'm good and i and like like i said i agreed with almost what all you guys said because like chris i was like hmm let me uh let me let me sit down and actually not necessarily pay attention to all of the dialogue and stuff but i'm actually gonna actively watch this because Mm. i got the idea that that i'm you know i'm starting to realize that hey maybe maybe i do really like these terrible ass movies join the dark side yeah. Next, I will get you into like really bad slasher horror movies from the eighties. No, 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 no. It's gotta be, it's gotta be so bad, man. Like Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> right? The appeal of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, but Napoleon Dynamite was good. 
See, the Napoleon Dynamite was good, but it was because it was so bad. Yeah, but I don't anyway. think this was going for the no- Napoleon Dim- Dynamite crowd. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. They weren't trying to do that whatsoever. They were trying to make a serious film, and they failed miserably. Yeah. Especially during yeah. the forced yoga scene, but we'll get there. So I know we're not going to have a whole lot positive to say about this movie, because there just isn't a whole lot out there to really key in on. But there has to be some. So I'll start. And I'll say the one scene that I didn't mind, that I didn't hate, that I I didn't have a problem with, that I thought showed at least a little bit of potential in the filmmakers and what they're trying to do was the scene where Paige was in her, her room after she's being stalked by this poltergeist. And when she sees, like, the the shadowy images, like the image of the poltergeist, like, near her bed, and she's kind of being terrorized by it you guys know the scene that i'm talking about yeah and they're on either side of the bed yeah yeah they're on both like she's just like on either side Mm -hmm. and i thought like a for like a fleeting moment i thought oh crap you know things just got real and then they promptly cut the scene too soon and then it moves on to more crap but i thought you saw little tidbits of potential in this movie so i think that is is encouraging i didn't know that it was a kickstarter movie i didn't know i mean you know that could literally could have just been these kids got together and decided they wanted to make a movie and went to kickstarter and and got the money to do it knowing that and knowing that it wasn't actually a like a studio backed thing it i kind of see a little bit of potential and i looked through and tried to see if anybody else that was involved in the making this movie went on to do anything else suffice to say nobody's really done much of 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 note uh nicholas barrera who played cooper the weird who knows how old he is guy hitting on the 17 18 year old went on to play ernesto in ant-man i'm not sure who ernesto is but hey he was in ant-man so he did something yeah, he was the only one that had any talent. Yeah, I, I agreed. I thought I thought he was okay with the terrible lines of dialogue that he had, but we'll get to that. So, does anybody else have, have anything positive? Like, anything that isn't a straight-up bashing this movie that they can present for this? There's, there's one scene that really stood out to me where I kind of got into the movie i guess or i could at least appreciate what they were trying to do and that's when uh page is walking from school with her friends and then you know page like oh there's something by my car that that whole scene was terribly done the whole there's something by my car but once she's in the car and she's driving away and her friend is then walking to her car there's a scene where page's car momentarily passes her friend and her friend glances over and there's someone in the back seat and it's only for like a half second and it was just enough that it was like creepy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, "That was that was good. It was, it was I appreciated well that." Yeah. And that's 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 about it for me. I mean, <laughs> so in terms of because uh, you know we usually talk about scenes or quotes right here. Um, I have some quotes. I don't know if you want me to save them for the the negative section because the reason why I wrote them down is because they were so bad that I. I laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um 
but for me it's something that i enjoyed in the movie so i don't know how you where you want me to put that put that in the positives if you actually got some enjoyment out of it go for it okay so there's two there's two that really stood out to and me I and if, uh, i want to see if ours match because i have a couple myself written down they might they have potential so the the first one that i have written down was when uh the brother was talking to the father and this is after Paige got hurt or she was scared or you know something happened to where the parents were out of town the brother was supposed to be checking in on her of course he didn't because he was in his <clears throat> cool server room um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we'll talk about later but uh <laughs> So, you know, the father calls the brother basically to cuss him out for not taking care of his sister. And they've been kind of alluding in the movie at this point that the brother was in the military and he served in Iraq and stuff. Like they mentioned two tours or three tours, something like that, you know. And the line that the father delivers is, I don't know why I ever thought you could protect our country, much less your sister. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, what? (laughs) What does his military service have to do with him checking in on his sister? That one just threw me for a loop, man. The whole time, though, like the parents were being portrayed as like these non-caring, kind of not being very sympathetic people. Right. Period. But they flip-flop so much, which was annoying, too, because there's different scenes where they're like hugging and laughing and, you know, being loving parents. But that's a whole nother that goes in the negatives for me for sure. And then the second quote I had was when um, Paige's friend is like attacked and she's in the the coma or she's whatever she is, you know, she's on bed rest back at the house and they go to visit her and the mom's like talking to him in the hallway and she's talking about how the doctor came and said that, oh, she's fine, but we don't know what's wrong with her kind of thing. She's just unresponsive and she delivers this gem. You can't trust doctors these days, you know, with Obamacare and everything. <laughs> I had yeah. to pause it because I was laughing so like it. <laughs> yeah, that was there was this whole undertone of of this uh let's let's kind of hate on a little bit of the the right a little bit of hate on the right wing folks in the audience. It was they, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. They were they were doing what were they doing? Um it was it was the Obamacare thing, and then the old lady, or, well, the not so old lady who was portraying like a ninety eight year old lady, <laughs> telling um, a story. Yeah, yeah, telling a story. Yeah, she said something about uh, um, Fox News. You know, there's always yeah. like little um, <laughs> right yeah. little jabs towards uh, <laughs> the right wing. Yeah, it was hilarious, man. I, I laughed really hard on that one. You just can't trust doctors these days. Can't you know trust what those godless doctors. <laughs> Oh so no, she called she called Paige Godless. That's yeah, what it was. yeah, yeah. So that's that's all I had, man. That's that's really <laughs> positive. Well, well, okay. So technically, there's one more that kind of borders the edge here, but we'll throw it in the positive just because there's not gonna be a lot of them. <laughs> um, you mentioned the the ghost scenes or the poltergeist scenes, right? When they're in her room, you kind of enjoyed those. The only thing I could think of when I was watching that was I was expecting Eddie Vedder to show up on my screen and go, <laughs> you know, like it looked like a sublime yeah. Pearl Jam, Nirvana. It looked like a 90s grunge music video. Yeah. And I was just waiting for that guitar to wow. kick in and Eddie Vedder's voice to sing me to heaven, you know? Now that I've seen that, I can't unsee that it. That would have been badass. And 
You're 100% right, and I suddenly hate those scenes. It was 90s grunge, <laughs> man. Was. Like he even had the flannel and everything. <laughs> yeah, they had flannel. Yeah. They all look like lumberjacks. Yeah. Broody and angsty. <laughs> yeah, man. I was yeah, I was man. waiting for Eddie Vedder yeah. to just... Maybe it was like so, a long con. It was just one big Pearl Jam <laughs> video. <long> con. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so that's that's all I got, man. Is it, they made me laugh. The only scene that I truly appreciated was the one where the dude was in the back seat. That, that's the only one where I was like, all right, that was pretty good. But the rest of it was just lulls, man. That's all it was for me. So oddly enough, I actually I actually jumped when they, she was talking to that old lady, and the old lady like kind of moved, and it showed the. Uh, the poltergeist or whatever behind her i that actually that part actually scared me so it was kind of like this creepy unexpected um scenes the cinematography cinematography with that was good but um i think the the only thing that i really liked about this movie you know genuinely liked was the the whole plot and the stuff with the ghost in a lot of these, at least from my limited experience, in a lot of these kind of horror movies, you know, the ghost will haunt one person, and nobody believes this one person until almost towards the end. Um, so I was really surprised when the ghost started showing itself, and then when the brother and his brother's wife, you know, they all kind of got on this kind of poltergeist hunting team, and they were dealing with it. I was fully expected something cheesy um, like the the page was going to go out and find this ghost tree and you know all this stuff by herself um so that, that was kind of a um it was it was different and i can appreciate it being different doesn't make it good but it was different no it's, yeah, it's a good point i can agree with that exactly yeah because that is definitely the trope in a lot of these movies is, is everyone goes oh you're just crazy you're just stressed out or, or this or that you need to sleep and and they really did, like, right off the bat, just kind of go, hey, look, there's some weird stuff on film. And Yeah, I think it was the brother that actually kind of noticed yep, things first, you it. know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, Justin, I did want to ask, mm-hmm. uh, because you're... You know, again, you're, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to call you the resident expert, whether expert. you. I know you're not, but you're still <laughs> our expert, and we love you. It felt to me like they were when they were talking about the film, the the footage that they the security footage and everything like that. It felt strange because they kept dropping names or like like vernacular and it dropped like dropped frame oh yeah yeah compression oh, yeah, it's a drop frame and it just felt like someone's and... film school is showing like they're like oh i learned it's all these even cool film things school. And, well i'd never no, heard of it, honest honestly what that is is uh, somebody learned some stuff in some high school like extra credit kind of class and and that's what they're uh, attributing uh, yeah that that's I, I totally caught that it it stuck out to me big time that was in one of my negatives but yeah especially my, when the wife because the wife is like oh oh god you know i don't know what those things are yeah, yeah. She's I, totally I do like suicidal patients yeah. all day and yeah, <laughs> yeah. i <laughs> emphasize yes the, uh, let's emphasize the fact that i know what these terms mean and right. i i mean that's yeah. pretty rudimentary. right so my but my positives like like you guys few and far between James, I agree with you. That scene where you know the car's driving away has a really done, well done ghost in the back seat. It was actually pretty creepy. 
Uh, that was pretty cool. There was another shot uh, that I liked where she was in the bed. It was the only jump scare that kind of worked for me where she's laying down, the music stopped, and then a hand like showed up oh, yes. like, around her back, torso area. That was pretty well done. Um, there was also a, sh- a scene where, uh, towards the beginning where, uh, what's his name, Tommy and Paige were sitting at the at, like on the floor. And they had like actually a pretty nice moment. And in, in a movie riddled with terribly written dialogue, that was like the one moment where I actually gave a crap about these characters. And obviously it didn't last long. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the scene where he was the big brother to the little sister. Yeah, and, and that like, actually that actually worked for me because Hey, I kinda used up all the freeloading. Sorry about that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, that was one of the few scenes that actually developed some semblance of character between the the sister. Yeah, and only the only bit of character development that was in the who, by the way, movie. looked like nothing alike. I, I mean, I'll give that a pass. I don't care. <laughs> no, so I I started calling. I had oh, nicknames no. for them, dude. So Paige, <laughs> oh, please, please, please enlighten us. Paige, well, Ava yeah, and Jenna Paige. looked the same to me, by the way. Paige is Lindsay Lohan, like pre-strung out Lindsay. Oh wait, wait! It's <laughs> yeah. funny that you say that because my wife was like, "What? They couldn't afford Lindsay Lohan, so they had to get the they cheap version." Look alike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's what I, it's what I call it's and, it, and it's all like I kept talking to my kid. I was like, "These are like that's like Bush League Lindsay Lohan." And Tommy, <laughs> Tommy is a Bush League uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh, With long right. hair, the early years. <laughs> yeah, the early years. Yeah, exactly. And, wait, and which one was Tommy? The brother. The brother. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I, I, okay. Before he got all old and saggy, but. The and combat Dr. veteran. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I spent three years in Iraq and that forest still scares me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dr. Hidalgo, I think that was his name, that fucking yeah. stupid <laughs> the, the one that was. Like British f- dude. Forcibly practiced um, yoga. Yeah, he, he is a Bush League Luke Wilson. <laughs> he is a Bush League Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely, definitely a lot of uh, similarities with those people. But I, I think I agree with you guys about that scene. Um, as much as I tried to resist it, wrapping me uh, or pulling me into it, it, it did. It worked. It, with all the crappy acting and everything else, right? Uh, aside, it's still. I was still like, oh, he cares for her. You know, this is okay. Okay, we can, we can get. I can get behind this. Yeah, I, I agree. And and that's that kind of goes into I think my biggest positive that I'd already mentioned is it just it feels like there are tiny little bits of of good things that have been, you know, dropped in here that show at least potential. You know, if this was a student film, like an early in a career student film, not for like a main thesis or anything like that. Like this is definitely not you what you want to put in for your final for film school. But if it's like your second film or your real first try at actually making a movie, there are little bits in there that that you can kind of look at and go, okay, I see what they were trying to do with that. And sure, it's kind of like putting sprinkles on a poop donut, but it's still there. And it's still, you kind of can at least give it a, a little bit of credit for that, can't we? Can't we? Can we at least give the filmmakers props for that? Yeah, I think my my opinion completely changed when Jones said that if this is a Kickstarter film. Um, yeah. I yeah my my bar immediately lowered like a ton, 
And yeah. I yeah. I started, I, I appreciate it a lot more for what they tried to do. Um, I, it's still a hilarious piece of crap, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it a little bit more, yeah, because of that fact. But it changes how you have to look at these movies. Like, you have to determine within the first couple of minutes how you're going to judge a movie like this. And thankfully, this movie didn't, you know, it, it set it up. It said, all right, this is the kind of movie we are. So, you know, judge us accordingly. Um, and definitely knowing that it was a Kickstarter. I didn't know that till the end of the movie because I was doing the research on it. But now that I look back, it makes a lot more sense. And I respect a lot what they tried to try to accomplish. Well, see, so the thing I'm holding on to now that I've been enlightened to that it's a Kickstarter film is I'm kind of going the opposite direction. Not so much I'm appreciating what the movie tried to do or this and that. More or less, I'm kind of upset that Netflix doesn't have a better vetting process then. If I can, like you were saying earlier, you know, this gives you inspiration as a as a budding filmmaker. If I can get $1,400 from a Kickstarter campaign and get my stuff broadcast on Netflix, like, what the hell, man? <laughs> you <know>? Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and that's, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a lot of movies on Netflix. And sometimes in order to... I don't know, make their money back to say they have X amount of content. I don't know if it's a metrics thing. I think so. Interestingly enough, I actually have a friend who used to work for a distribution company and she actually worked directly with Netflix. And we were having this exact same conversation. And she had mentioned that a lot of times what will happen is there'll be negotiations. Like, you know, they'll say like, okay, if you want this on Netflix, then you have to take all these little films that are crap. But, you know, and yeah, so there's like a, a definitely a negotiation. It's definitely business that comes to it. So I guess in a weird way, I'm kind of grateful for it, too, because it gives us content for culture lusts. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's so. a definition of a B movie, though. Because for every A movie, there's three or four B movies. Right. right. And like a right. studio has all this money pumped into its its capital. So like it's it's lots, it's cameras, it's all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then they have like a small little budget for these movies and they just pick them up. Um, yeah. So they can, you know, I don't know. It, it's all numbers driven. Yeah. Can we get like a and Z it's, movie? It's, is that a thing? Can we make it a thing? <laughs> I think we watched yeah, it I think already. calling yeah. this a B movie is a compliment. <laughs> this is at least at least you know L or M <laughs> S for suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So as we segue further on Into the and suck. we get yeah, yes, right? Speaking we, of suck. As we delve deeper into the proverbial suck. Anyone else see that segue drive by? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Paul Blart? I have got to open up this segment with the best dialogue I have seen in a movie in the last 10 years. When, uh, what's his name? Cooper is talking to Paige, and there's that little bit of mix-up between whether or not he's stalking her. Because apparently she's had... Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I love the fact that you've got this 17-year-old who had problems in the past. We're like, what problems? What problems could you have possibly had? You're nine. 
What did you go yeah. through? What horrible, abusive relationship did you get out of at nine years old? But where Cooper's the, and I know you guys are going to get it immediately because Cooper says, don't you know the difference between being stalked and being wooed? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, wooed? And I'm like, oh, crap. We just went back to the 50s because that's how people talked back then. Because there is no way someone born after, like, 1935 is going to use that word sincerely in dialogue when they're trying to, like, get with somebody. I think the only time I've heard of that or even used it is in reference to The Sims. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. So yeah. Really yeah. So really quickly, I want to piggyback on on the scene that Chris is talking about right now, because there's there's more dialogue there that I actually wrote down. I didn't write down that part, but like you're you're getting close to it is when he tells her basically she's like, oh, how do you how do you know me in this and that? You know, and it turns out that he works with her brother and all this and she gets mad at him and she's like, you kept a really big secret from me. And I'm like, wait, that quantifies as a really big secret? Yeah. What is what secret? I'm like, I, I was thinking, what did I miss something? What secret? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and I thought Watergate. that was gonna come out later. Watergate yeah. was a really big secret. Yeah, no Not shit. like, hey, I work with your brother and I've known you for forty eight hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I saw your picture and thought you're cute. Yeah, he and added you told to me that. you work here, so he added to that with that picture, dude. He looked at that I picture and he's like staring at it longingly. Can we uh, just discuss really quick why yeah. uh, Cooper happens to look like Kirk Hammett in the early years? Like I don't, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's the lead guitarist for Metallica, right? Like they look so much alike. I seriously thought it was Kirk he Hammett's does. little brother, and I'm just like, what is going on here? Why? With Eric Andre's hair. Yeah, like it was, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he does. I just couldn't get over it. Every time he was, every time he was on the screen, I just started like humming Sandman in my head. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he he reminded me of this dude I watched on YouTube. Um, his YouTube name is Trinimortal, and he does like a lot of League of Legends stuff. Um, I watch him because he's funny, not because they play Nerd. the game. But uh, hey. Dota 2, guys. Let's play Dota 2 after this, okay? Hey, have, have some but, respect but yeah, for the character that, of that, Cooper, okay? This is a veteran. You have two tours, okay? Oh. Mm-mm. No, that was the brother. Cooper that was, was the, brother. the... Oh, yeah. right. Uh, who cares? They're all the same. They all look the same anyway. Who cares? Are you sure you watched this twice? You watched it twice and you still did yes, it? Yes, I did. Wow. I, I, I Damn. Up, and... I got so little off of this movie that I had to watch it again because I didn't. I wouldn't remember enough to actually talk about it, and I still apparently don't have the slightest clue what the hell I was watching. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I could I could agree, man. It's I, I'm it's hard to remember some of this stuff. Um, right, and the continuity issues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. It's cause it's cause Tommy called in A ten air support on this film <laughs> and it's full of holes. <laughs> like a lot of holes. A lot of yeah. holes. Uh, 
Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, from his cool certain nerd room. <laughs> Chris, did you have any other negatives that oh, you wanted just, to share? It seemed like, and we've touched on it previously, that they try, as you just said, to piggyback onto what was just said, they tried to put characters in this movie. They tried to tell you these are characters and they lived lives and this is what they're all about, but it all amounted to nothing. You know, okay, Tommy was a veteran. I thought that was going to come into play at some point other than just literally being one-liners. Two tours and you're still irresponsible. I spent three years in Iraq and hmm. that place still scares me. Which, first, first time watching the movie, I thought he was referring to Iraq, saying that Iraq still scares him. Second time I realize he's talking about the forest that Paige spent five minutes in. You know, and it just, it seemed like they just kept <laughs> trying, you know, and apparently, again, on second watching, Paige apparently had, like, she went out with someone or something like that, and he had, this guy ended up stalking her, and that became, a, like, a problem. That was the problems in the past that she'd had, but none of this comes out. None of this comes into play. It's just there. They tell us that... This is the character, but none of it ever actually matters. And it still doesn't form a, a, a solid character that you get invested in. And I think that was pretty bad. Like, I really hated that. You know, I could get over the poor production value, and I can get over people that really can't act. One of my all-time favorite movies was Clerks, and that was made by a guy who really didn't know how to make a movie and acted out by Still a bunch doesn't. of people that yeah Still exactly doesn't. <laughs> and acted out by a bunch of people who really aren't actors. <laughs> but. You, there's still something endearing to it. There's still something you can get latch on to it, and and I still love yeah. that movie. This was just a bunch of jumbled crap. There's nothing charming about this movie, and it was too convoluted. Real quick I think side they tried note: to do too much with the budget. I hope that Culture Lust gets big enough to where Kevin Smith comes on <laughs> as a guest, and Jones, <laughs> he can you can host that me. one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's all no you, pal. Uh -oh. That's all he's, you, pal. Ho hopefully, he stays in character. So it'd be easy. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, he stays in character. Kevin Smith, you're invited. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we gonna have to have a rumble because that's somebody like, tweet him. Somebody tweet him. Kevin Smith is like one of my patron deities. I mean. Like, I love the guy. I have mad respect for him, but he's not a good filmmaker. I don't think he ever claimed to be. Right. But uh, so know. I'm going to go into my negatives because right. uh, there's just so many. There, there, <laughs> <laughs> I, there, I actually specifically want to know your opinions on the sound. On the Well, okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with the sound. From, from shot. So when you do this, you try to f record like a master audio track and then like you just lay it over all of your cuts and your edits and stuff. And then you, you add like a little hum, like a air conditioner or something. So it like blends all the shots together. This shot was like smack you in the face. Every single shot is different. And we're not even going to try to change the audio levels. It was just so bad. And sometimes well, what's up? I was going to say, I feel like at one point they might have had a, a master audio track or maybe they went back and re-recorded no, some lines it went back and forth. Because yeah, there was a scene where I remember restaurant. her her yeah her lips were out of sync with the audio that was being delivered. Right, and that's yeah. that's yeah that that would indicate that. But the issue is sometimes uh, maybe you forgot to hit record and you're dealing with the audio <laughs> from the the camera. But this that's what happens with the a production you know with a fourteen hundred dollar budget. 
um, the dialogue, nobody talks like that. Like, first of all, like it was just so disjointed and uncomfortable and like, you just couldn't wait till it was done. Um, uh, the, the music was interesting because it was the same, like four or five notes, literally looping, um, throughout the whole, uh, if I had a, a clip of it right now, I'd play it, but it, it just really annoyed the crap out of me. But there was this one part where they, they were, uh, Paige and her friend were looking, th- <laughs> they were looking through newspapers <laughs> to like, <laughs> to figure out this yep. poltergeist slash ghost, which they only said the word poltergeist, I think, twice, and it was the 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 doctor. The rest of the time, they kept calling this thing a ghost. But they were looking through it, and they used the line, it's like finding a needle in a haystack while looking through newspapers. Like, they're, they obviously slapped together this script the day before they started shooting because some of these things, they, they're just so cringeworthy and so bad um no I, poltergeist once i wrote that down they only use that word once in a movie that has poltergeist in the title <laughs> um in all caps i don't know if you noticed um the look of the ghosts were never consistent i'm sorry i'm just gonna rattle these off so like each each time they showed a ghost it was different sometimes it was just a, a just a teenager dude and the other time in the back of the car it was actually pretty cool looking ghost and then like uh, Chris mentioned earlier, there was this like uh, shadowy thing. It was just a really bad effect. How was um, Eddie Vedder? Eddie Vedder, yeah, totally. Yeah, the shadowy thing was just Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, there's just so much more. So like, obviously this movie was not, it was not good. And you could go scene by scene and, and just talk about all the terrible things in the movie. But I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate everything that this filmmaker tried to do, and I hope that he saves this in like a file somewhere, and he can always come back to it and say, "I started with started this. from the bottom, and now we're here." Yeah, he drakes it. All right, oh I'm done. He's gonna right drake it. <laughs> He's gonna drake it. Nice. Oh yeah, there's a, nice. the line. Sorry, uh, Tommy was talking to his dad on the phone, and his dad was like. <laughs> like you know saying you need to go check out your sister or whatever and then he says the line clearly my house is more valuable than yours i have all this equipment yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like uh his dad was just saying hey check on your sister <laughs> like what does yeah. this have to do with anything <laughs> and then he's his like, dad well, my like, dick's bigger than yours dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then his my dad stops talking money. and he's like dad 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 like and there's no like it's not like he's actually arguing with them. And then he hangs up and then he says, because of some freaking flowers. Like the, the whole, the whole freaking scene. The whole the, thing. The whole was thing was so like, terrible. yeah, what in the hell? Yeah. That's yeah. It, it was all over the place. There's a, so you, you mentioned uh, inconsistencies with like the lines and, and the delivery of lines. I think mm-hmm. um, the worst example of that for me was when, Paige was interviewing Miss Pendergrast in her backyard. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, uh, you know, you said Bioware earlier. I thought that mm-hmm. was like a freaking video game. It, it seemed like, because it seemed like they cut after every single line, you know, and what you said about, what you said about, you know, coming up with a script like the day before filming. I mean, that would make sense. Like, okay, cut. All right. You're supposed to say this. Okay. Got it. And then, you know, action. Yeah, it was so disjointed, and I, I, 
if I had the time and uh, motivation, I would completely turn that entire scene into a meme or a small little video with like dialogue choices at the bottom <laughs> like a bioware game choose your own adventure <laughs> yeah because bioware, that's what it, you have to read the whole thing this is my favorite store on the citadel yeah <laughs> yeah so there's that and i know we're getting a little long in time here um so i'm only gonna point out one more thing one more thing is is when cooper gets killed i had no idea that that actually happened because they just said hey um, she she was well, talking to or he listening like left to a his voicemail. voicemail. Yeah. yeah, and nobody mentions anything. And the very next scene, it is broad daylight, and they walk into uh, this random house, seemingly random house, and then boom. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's his or his mom's house, one of the two. And they and then they flash uh, immediately to it being dusk, and they're coming out of the house and they're hugging, right? And then. Again, they flash to a scene where they're back home and they're sitting around the table like, maybe we should call the cops. You know, like, no, they're never going to believe us. They're never going to believe Paige. They're, they're going to think that she was involved with, with Cooper's death. And so I was like, hold on a minute. Like, when? The, <laughs> Cooper died? Yeah, he died. Yeah. And, and, and first of all, yeah, first of all, he died, question mark. And second of all, you guys literally went into his house and hung out with his dead body all day long. <laughs> all day long. And then you went home and sat around the table going, nah, we don't really want to call the cops. So this dude is just freaking dead, like not even anonymously, right? Like, oh, hey, there's a dead guy in this in this thing from a payphone or something. They didn't, none of that stuff. I was like, you know, I was just the whole, It was, for, for me, that was a good snapshot of how disjointed uh, the actual scenes were as compared to the printer grass scene being, you know, disjointed dialogue. My God, I'm gonna have to watch this movie a third time. No, <laughs> don't not do enough. it. Don't do it. Yes. So uh, you guys go. want you guys want to hear my negatives? Do it. Um. <laughs> so first off, I always I always nitpick. I I, I feel like I'm a. Um, I'm always looking at the small details, and that'll make a breaker film for me, even like AAA titles. Uh, and the thing that bothered me right off the bat, one, I already mentioned the actress fixing her skirt. She broke character to fix her skirt. But then when they moved to the party scene in the woods, you know, you got all these kids like holding the, the classic red Solo cup, and they got paper mm. plates and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed. But those paper plates were clean as a whistle, and those cups were empty as all hell. Oh yeah, see, you guys couldn't even have like a real party in the woods, like, and then just film it. There, like. <laughs> like, at least have a, a a production party in the woods and then film it for material. You know, like come on. They were so that, they were too busy using those solo cups to talk through in order to get their audio. <laughs> <laughs> so that just right off the bat, man, I was upset with that, and then. I felt like the camera guys were drunk half the time. Ugh. The camera was all shaky and out of focus most of the time. Yeah. The chase scene in the woods just gave me motion sickness. And then, of course, you know, we already talked about the audio and the dialogue was just terrible. We've already talked about that as well. Um, another thing is, is when they're talking, they're trying to get information on Borley Forest and like the legend of the ghosts and this and that. And I think it was the old woman that was like telling him about stuff. And they ask, 
uh, weren't they looking for like a family member or something like that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, old man, whatever. He just lives down the street about 15 miles that way. And I'm just like, what road in suburbia is 15 miles long? Like you guys are in a subdivision. There's no road that's 15 miles long that way. <laughs> no, man. You know all old people live in the country. <laughs> so, that just like... Man, that just... It was all the small stuff, man. All the small mm-hmm. stuff added up to just being one huge, terrible experience for well, me. On the small stuff, like... Uh, don't mean to cut you off, but like... Yeah. They set up all these little things so like Paige can draw. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, exactly. Um... Tommy was in Iraq. Why? Uh, the 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 people that took Paige from the forest, where did they go? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, that douchey, <laughs> like that chick who like wiped her mouth like she just got done. Blowing the fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did they go? And why was that in the movie? Yeah. Like, I agree in the little things in that there's just so much in here that didn't have to be. Right. And if you take... 90% of that crap out of there, you would have been more focused on the the character. No, absolutely. And that's yeah. that's an excellent point. They if they almost maybe they just tried to do too much. Like they had a brainstorming session and they couldn't decide what Kept to Kept it all in there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Um and also we got to talk about Tommy's nerd room as Scott put it. He keeps talking about all these servers. They don't even one. They don't even talk about what they do. They're like, "Oh, we yeah, got to get this work it? done for a client." Blah blah blah. And He's then when stressed they all the time, yeah. And then they show his workspace, and it's a monitor, a <laughs> singular monitor, but nothing <laughs> with on Windows the wall. with like what? What was it like Windows XP or yeah, you know like XP Windows background. Millennium Edition or something <laughs> with the green background? Yeah. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Instead of actual servers, he's just got like old Hewlett Packard towers like hanging around and half of them aren't even plugged in. And I'm just like, my theory about that is that it's like a high school's computer lab, like AV lab or something. Yeah. AV lab. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, being a computer nerd, I mean, Scott's also right up there with me and you you know, you built your own PC. You could have built a server and used it for the production of the movie for like two hundred, three hundred dollars, and you actually would have had a real server that you could have put in your shots, and it would have been easy peasy. But yeah, they didn't. But they had a fourteen hundred dollar budget, right? And they wasted it all on the terrible on? CG oh. of the professor getting ripped <laughs> in half. Oh god, the oh, forced yoga! God. I haven't laughed that hard in so long. It looked like a game glitch, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Adobe, <laughs> like your character Adobe just gets stuck glitch. somewhere, you know? Adobe yeah. After Effects, yeah, for real. I, I started laughing, they, and I'm I was sorry, like, Dude, but they, they just... say it at the end that it's not After Effects. They say the exact. He says it in the movie, what he likes to use, and they say it in the credits. It was like oh, Final really? Cut or something like that. It wasn't oh, even shit. like, it wasn't even a, a a compositor. It was just a normal editor. But sorry, <laughs> I cut you off. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Um, th- this this dude comes, and first of all, he takes out a Geiger counter, right? <laughs> no, but he modified that. It's Hold on, mo- now. It's a modified, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a modified Geiger counter. It looks for ghosts. And my head immediately went to um, um, what's his name? Is it, is it Hicks Hudson on, on Aliens? And he was like, "They're all over, man." That was Corporal Hicks, bro. <laughs> yeah, Hicks. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place, man. They're coming out of the walls. And and I looked over at, at my, my son. Or and was go, it Hudson? Which one was it? No, that was Hicks. I, I thought know. Hicks was the one that she falls in love with at the end. Oh, no. No, no. Was Hudson it? was Bill Paxson. Hicks was... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hudson. Game over, man. Yeah, Game yeah. Over. yeah. yeah. It was, so, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Hudson. Yeah, Hudson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I look over at my kid and I go... When we're, when we're getting more entertainment out of discussing Aliens characters than we are this Oh, movie. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you can't really beat that. That's one of the, one of the classics. <laughs> but uh, I looked over at my kid and I go, he's going to die. <laughs> and and he goes why and I said because aliens and yeah. he's like what it's a ghost and then whoop this <laughs> the dude comes down and scoops him up yeah. and splits this guy in half right and I started cracking up laughing he I started cracking the up movie laughing. did you good because I was my laughing so guys, hard my question to you guys is did he get his arms ripped off too? Because as soon as I saw his legs go, I I was done. I yeah. couldn't see anything was, from the tears it was in my eyes. Arms, legs, torso, head. Yeah, he was like oh. drawn and quartered basically. Oh, in midair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, it was. It was good, man. One thing we didn't talk about was time checks. I know we all did it. I was doing nothing but staring. I gotta say, I did not do it. You d- you did not do it, John. I gotta wow. say I didn't do it because I was so enthralled with how bad this movie was. Wow. Yes. What about you, Chris? I have, um, I have six pages. Of I notes. basically just sat there and stared at the clock. Scott, <laughs> I I didn't check either. I didn't check. Either. Oh my god! I, so it, it I checked it seventeen minutes in, and then <laughs> I thought yeah. you were gonna say you checked seventeen. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I was like, hold up, seventeen. So I, I guess I'll count it as one and a half. So I checked it seventeen minutes in. And I noticed that there was still like an hour and 20 to go. And I just felt all happiness drain out of me instantly once I saw that. And then the next time I did a time check was when I was startled awake by the end credits music. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute, what did I miss? And I had to rewind and watch like the last 15 minutes. Because I didn't know what time it was. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the music at the end totally jolted me from my slumber and I had to rewind and watch like the last 15, 16 minutes of the film. Yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. I still don't remember what happened. So as we go through, as we've taken our listeners on this journey from our thoughts when we first selected this movie to our initial impressions and all the way through our first, if in my case, my dual viewings, of this film did any of your opinions change your initial impressions your first thoughts when we selected this movie how did those still hold up now after having seen this movie for me nothing has changed i was curious i'm not curious well i guess everything's changed yeah um my final thought on this movie was pretty much dead silence and I mean actual silence, not the movie, but actual silence. I, I don't really know what to say. It was just so bad. Would <laughs> you buy, rent, or, or burn or banish it? I um, would rent that's, it. That's the question. I would rent it. I I would get a bunch of friends together, and we would marathon like Sharknado and Sharknado was good compared to this, and like. Mecha, yeah, Tara Reed, man, and like Mecha Squid versus Cyber Gorilla, 
and we would just drink a bunch <laughs> and eat pizza and watch really crappy horror movies all night. So I would definitely rent this movie. I really would. What about you, Scott? Uh, my opinions did change. I thought it was I was going to be not entertained. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, I was entertained, but not not with the intent that the uh, uh, creators of this film um, had in mind. Uh, my final thoughts, though, I would actually buy this for one because oh it would only be it would only be like ninety nine cents, right, or less. It's nine eighty nine <laughs> on Amazon. Okay, never mind. No I wouldn't j- buy it. No joke. <laughs> no, never mind. Yes. Wouldn't buy it. Wouldn't buy it. I'd rent it. I'd rent it. I definitely don't want to burn it because it's so magical. But, Jones? Uh, yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah. What do you got to say? Jones? <laughs> Me? Okay. So, me? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I would burn this shit. Like, if I were... Uh, pardon my language. If I were... If I were the filmmaker... You know, I mentioned this earlier. You kind of set this set this aside and like compare yourself over time. This is something you want to forget you ever did. It was just that bad. Um, but I, I, I want to revisit real quick the titling of the movie because this movie was originally, like I said, uh, titled "You Will Love Me," and that makes more sense for the movie. Um, and then it was retitled in 2015 to American oh no uh, to Poltergeist of Borley Forest or whatever which coincidentally that year the remake of Poltergeist came out so when you line that up together it looks like they were trying to like hey look here's the B version of that Um, and then when you the next piece to that like a few months later they released this movie in Germany before it was on Netflix and uh whatever company it was that released it changed the name to American Poltergeist 2. And like you said at the at the beginning, this came out before American Poltergeist 1. But what happens, uh, and it maybe I don't know why, but maybe the, the Twitter followers can help us figure this out. But what happens is they have these like line of titles uh, and then like once a, a company buys a movie, they just kind of rename it and rebrand it as like the third or the fourth in that line i don't know why but like i said if anybody could help us out with that but um but yeah that's i mean that's all i've got this this movie was really bad and it was bad technically it was bad it was poorly written it was not interesting and it was very entertaining but not the way they intended it i haven't laughed this much in a long time in a movie that's all i got Bush League, Steve Buscemi disapproves of your, uh, of your words. <laughs> hey, Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink's coming too. for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, my, my impressions didn't change from the initial five minutes. Well, I was like, this is going to be a garbage movie. I really don't want to watch this. And I ended up falling asleep, and I had to watch the ending again. So now I feel gypped, and I'm glad I didn't contribute to the Kickstarter campaign. And if anything, I should start a Kickstarter campaign for restitution for having to watch this garbage (laughs) (laughs) and if i could burn it and banish it at the same time i would (laughs) okay well it was bad man it was so bad let's (laughs) let's hope our our selection and for the record i gave it a one star rating on netflix (laughs) and this this has surpassed dead silence as the worst film in my opinion that we've had on culture lust thank you it's about time (laughs) 
So hopefully next week's selection will be more interesting and capture your attention a bit better. Which which yeah is which yeah. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So the movie we have coming up, one I've never seen, so I'm actually really interested. I'm really looking forward to are this sh- one. Are you sure? Hold up, hold up. Are you sure you haven't seen it, or have you? Yeah, check your Netflix feed. Are you nine minutes in still? Sure. Well, right, we gotta make sure. Well, I made I made a second profile for these, by the way. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I don't get random well, <laughs> garbage movies. That's a good idea. This this is right. not like a random, obvious, like near softcore porn Cinemax film. So I probably haven't seen the first nine minutes of it. It's not Bang Gang. Hung. <laughs> <laughs> You know, American Car Wash 2. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. So, yes. What we have coming up next week. An American hired to instruct the Japanese army in the ways of modern warfare. Oh, man. I'm excited. Samurai that he has been ordered to destroy. Yes, everybody. It is Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. Thank God. Thank you, random Netflix. <laughs> yes. Much, much needed reprieve from so, the shenanigans. Uh, well, I think we've all seen this before, right? I've seen yeah. it. I have not. Oh my god! Awesome. This will I be think easy. I've seen it like a dozen times, man. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. But I'm stoked. I'm okay. Yep. Well, looking forward to next week. So go ahead. Watch the movie The Last Samurai with us so you can follow along. Don't forget, check out the website, 7 Follow us on Twitter, at 7 Instagram, 7NerdlySins. You can follow us on YouTube at The Daylight Gamer. You can check us out on Twitch with The Daylight Gamer and Slayin. If you like what we do and you'd like to support us, you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Discord link will be in the podcast comments. For Seven Early Sins and Culture Lust, I'm Chris, Scott, I'm Jones, (laughs) and I'm James.